Every journey begins with a question. Our journey begins with this one. How can we lead to make the world better? Here, we explore that question through journeys of great success and accomplishment, confronting challenges and overcoming obstacles with leaders from around the globe, whose experience covers a vastly diverse range of background, sector, role and expertise. One common thread unites them all. They are all leaders striving to make the world better. They are all better world leaders. Welcome to the Better World Leaders podcast. And today, it's just you and me. Today is the reflection, the little intermission, little pause, very brief one, at the halfway mark in our fifth season. And as I've done the past four seasons, what I'd like to do today is share with you a little reflection, me looking back over the shoulder and really contemplating and sort of pondering around the key, really sort of moments of brilliance that have emerged from the six dialogues that we've had in this season so far, as well as looking ahead, sharing with you a little bit of the anticipated brilliance, although I already know how amazing it is what lies ahead of us in the rest of this season and for the very first time extend an invitation to you to come and join me and four of our guests in our very first live event. That is what awaits you in this halfway reflection on season five of the Better World Leaders podcast. So what I'd like to do now is really just focus in on three points that have been made by each of our six guests at this point in the season. And I'm not saying by any means, but this is where the good stuff is, but just pay attention to me and my own synopsis here. If you haven't already, I really do most wholeheartedly invite you to go and listen to all of these conversations, but maybe this might be beneficial if you haven't yet got to all of them and you might find something in what I'm reflecting on here that comes from one of these six incredible people that might invite you most to go and listen to that conversation. So what I'm also trying to do here, as you will have sensed if you've been following for a little while, is look at emergence, right? What are the emerging themes that are starting to show through as we've had six conversations about nurturing conditions for leaders to co-create a better world? That's our overarching theme for this season from start to finish. And what's coming up? What is shining out as the, the sort of the guiding light around nurturing conditions for this great work to be done? So David Drake. We started with David. You know, I've gone on to have a lot more contact with David since this conversation, which was recorded in December 2021. And these three points, therefore, both reflect that conversation at that moment in time and the real essence of David's work that I've engaged with much, much more deeply over the, well, where are we? Six months now since I went on a journey with two of of the streams of work that David is the pioneer of. So this is what it comes down to for me and my reflection on that conversation and David's work. 
we're overemphasizing the differences and losing a lot of the sense of common good and common humanity. Now, that's a kind of a paraphrase of one of the quotes from David of the session, but I mean, I think there's really just a lot in that. And we see this all the time, both, yes, in media, but also in everyday life and in conversations and, you know, the way that people tell their stories and, and try and draw contrast as much as commonality. And this other point that David made around we need to create larger new narratives and that the purpose of doing so is to essentially keep us from driving each other apart. So there's a lot of conversation around current dominant meta narratives, you know, these really large sort of, well, pervasive, arguably stories that come to influence a lot of life wherever you live your life and that we need new ones basically ones that better serve us and particularly better serve this moment and this work that so many of us are trying to do to transform self collectives and systems and then this key point and this one resonates so 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 deeply with me because it's it's me this is what i'm trying to do and this is this is not all that i'm trying to do but this is very much integral to a lot of the catalyst work that I'm now doing. And David's point was this, that his value is not bringing what he knows or what he can bring, but in helping people become by reflecting on the journey that they're already on. So that there is this state of being shift that is the becoming process and that actually the way to enable that to happen is this reflective exercise of you're already on a journey where are you on that journey and how can we amplify and accelerate the pace and rate of that journey so that's david drake wayne visser brilliant wayne creative wayne yeah deep yeah thinker theorist wayne so i'm i'm really you know sort of <laughs> reducing this one down to uh, i hope um a sort of a, a fair overview of the essence of this extensive dialogue. Um, one where Wayne joked at the end that we should actually sort of give a prize for people that make it all, to, all the way to the end. Um, and I can see that many of you have, because this is actually the most listened to episode of the season so far, even being the longest one. So these are the three sort of essential points that have stood out to me as I've reflected back and listened back to this conversation that there is a real need to confront the brutal reality of where we're at without giving up hope that a better world is possible. Again, a paraphrased version of Wayne's own words. And again, story. Story was really prominent as a feature of this conversation and a specific shift in that storytelling because, in Wayne's words, it hasn't worked because we've had a narrative of change that's all about sacrifice. And, continuing with Wayne's words, the way to up the game is not to scare, blame or shame people. Rather, it is to give them something inspiring that they can go after themselves. And that inspiring thing is thriving. Wayne's whole thing being about thriving and thriving is, is really his word for sort of what lies ahead along the regenerative journey. And that word, that R word, you're going to hear a lot, certainly in the next couple of conversations in 
a number of the conversations that await us in the second season and in season six. Operative word, regeneration. So let's shift. Let's shift this story. Let's make it not about what you have done or what you are doing, and let's make it about what you can do and that that can be something new and different and inspirational, beneficial for you, beneficial for those you love, and beneficial for the world world at large. So then we came to Lauren Tucker. Now, Lauren is a brilliant, amazing, inspirational individual in of herself. Please do dive into her world and her work. And this, this is kind of really, I think, one of the thematic cruxes that's come out of this conversation with Lauren. She made this comment about being compelled by the sense of wanting to evolve culture. And the whole conversation really then went on to talk about, well, why do we need to work at a cultural level and how do you work at a cultural level and what might emerge from doing so? And and there's just really these two sort of operative points that I wanted to share from this really deep and very, very nourishing dialogue with Lauren that something disruptive happens so that you see something in a new light and that you then can't unsee it. And I can certainly relate to that. And in particular, the thing, the thing that I see in a different light is my role in the system and what I'm doing to perpetuate or to shift it. And I now can't unsee that. And I now look at things and receive benefits in a different way, gains in a different way, and you know, I need to work in a new way. And then this was another key, key realisation for Lauren, that she had a deep desire to work on how we hold more complexity and regenerate systems. And again, that you will see coming up again and again and again. Don't reduce it down. Don't make it simple. Keep it complex and find the way to hold that complexity, especially around context. And we'll come to that again and again and again in the conversations ahead. So up next was Hugh McKay. And co-joined with the next conversation with Ben Newsom, but I think really this is woven in many, many, many conversations we've had here in Better World Leaders. Hugh is talking about a way to get to a different kind of culture. And for Hugh, that is a culture which emanates out of and resounds with kindness and that that fundamentally is a rediscovery process, that everybody kind of innately knows kindness, knows how to be kind, knows what being a kind being is, and that we've kind of forgotten that and that basically we need to get back to it. And that is going to take some toil and some striving because a lot of our current systems are designed to design out kindness. And the way that Hugh sees this is actually this is going to need a revolution of sorts, a kindness revolution. And here's the thing. In Hugh's words, no revolution ever started at the top because the people at the top think that everything's terrific. (laughs) I don't know about you, but yeah, having studied a few revolutions over the years as a historian, I think that's fairly accurate. Um, and I, and I think that he's spot on with why revolutions don't start at the top. And so to Hugh's point, this starts by us living as though it already was 
the kind of society that we want to see. So what does it take to be living as a kind society? If that is the kind of society that we want to see, make kindness your way of being in the world. I just, I still love that. Those words still hang in the air. They're Hugh's words, my voice. And I have this really embodied <laughs> sense of like warmth and belonging, even as I just say those words back here now into the microphone and into your ears. So I just love that. And I'm persevering with this long, long, long way to go, but persevering in pursuit of mastery of kindness. And what a wonderful goal I think that is. And then we come to Ben Newsom. So for Ben, that he had this really clearly defined sense of these are the conditions and kind of capacities that we needed to nurture. And this was the crux of the conversation. This one line from Ben, which I just think is absolutely brilliant, that empathy is the conductive fluid between dialogue, fearlessness, and resilience. So those five things were the conditions that Ben believes needs to be nurtured, especially by in and through leaders, that empathy itself needs to be nurtured and then becomes this way of, of sort of floating and carrying the vessels of dialogue, fearlessness, and resilience. And this this was a brilliant conversation with Ben, and now I realise there's four there, not five. <laughs> I can't count, at least not today. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, again, make sure you listen to all of these, please. Um, I've just gained and learned so much from them. And then we went on to discuss that really there's this really sort of strong disconnect between what people understand is happening and what the reality is. And again, I think empathy is a big part of that. And that's why it's this conductive fluid for Ben, who is a scientist and an educator. So he really does understand what conductive fluids are all about. But if there's a disconnect between what you think is happening and what is happening, perhaps an inability to empathize with those that reality is happening to might actually lead you to a perspective which is different about what is going on. Right? You just choose not to listen, choose not to pay attention. Or if you are listening and paying attention, you can't actually really understand. And I have been there. I, I have had an insufficiency of empathy, which has led me to not receive an experienced reality in a way which actually changed my way of thinking, doing and being, which you have tuned into if you listened to conversation that was hosted by Alice Howard Vice earlier on in, I believe, season four. And this last point from Ben, again, how do you nurture these conditions? How do you sort of cultivate and foster new ways of coming together so that these kind of conditions can emerge? Well, guess what? This is where diversity and inclusion show up because, in Ben's words, the richer the experiences of people, the more likely they are to solve the problems. So when he says richer, he means broader, deeper, more varied, and therefore more bountiful in the range of experience which any group is holding. And there's a lot of complexity in that. To Lauren's point, so how do you nurture the conditions for complexity to emerge in that very diverse context? And last, but really almost deepest, this real kind of internal yarn with Laureline Simon. And again, you know, since that conversation, I've had an opportunity to engage more deeply with some of Laureline's work, especially around futures literacy. And 
Like this conversation is magical. So really, if you haven't listened to any of these, I would actually suggest you start with this one. And it's just one episode back in your feed from the one you're listening to right now. So Laureline works with resilience at a systemic level and at a local level. And that is just one of the outcomes of nurturing different conditions that we build greater resilience and more adaptive resilience in particular. And for Laureline, this is all about root causality. And that her, at the heart of her work is this approach around coalitions and networks, experimenting with ways of being more radical. And that radical, the root of the word radical, is addressing the causal issue. So that is a way that we need to nurture conditions. And that if we're not addressing the root cause of an issue, everything that we're doing is cosmetic, in Laureline's words, Right. We're really just changing. We're moving the deck chairs. We're not getting right into why do we not have the conditions for the kind of changes that we want to see to already have happened? And what do we need to change in ourselves, in our communities, organizations, societies, and then at a very, very, very large scale? So I think this really sums it up. Laureline's words. It's about a deeper societal transformation, a cultural transformation. Just the same as Lauren Tucker's words. So here are my four emergent themes. That we need empathy and kindness and new meta-narratives to nurture new systems and evolve cultures. Those four themes, empathy and kindness, meta-narratives, nurturing systems, and evolving culture. So let us see, as I do the end of season review, whether those four thematic areas have been deepened, expanded upon, or added to as we look forward to the conversations with these six incredible folk. Dimity Podger, deep educational experience in sustainability education, someone who is very much along the regenerative journey. And I've had a real deep honor of being involved in a couple of the regenerative leadership journeys that she's taken groups on. Alice Howard Vice, whose voice you know, whose essence of being you've had an opportunity to come into contact with. She kindly hosted the telling of my story. Now we turn the tables and we delve more into Alice and Alice's work again, all around regeneration. And one of the things, just one, but a really important one that she is lead convener for at the moment is the regenerative initiative for Sydney in Australia. Next, we talk with Michelle Maloney, who has been very, very deeply averse in, in, in versed in deep ecological work and really sort of drawing out what is most vital and most radical about the shifts that need to be made in the legal system and our economic systems. Uh, in particular, Michelle does a lot of work with Aboriginal communities and really sort of helping to share the wisdom of Aboriginal leaders. Uh, so really look forward to one conversation in this season with Michelle Maloney, and then we've been graced by another conversation with her in season six. A slightly to the different one, but 
but an individual that I've been really curious to explore their story about because a lot of the people that they've brought together are not your typical archetype change agents. So this is a conversation with a guy called Steve Moyer who runs a recruitment firm in Australia and he brought together this sustainability group of finance professionals, people who are CFOs of listed corporates and other places and they've become a really interesting group of change agents that I've sat within on a number of occasions. So that's the that's the conversation with Steve Moyer. Then there's one with a fantastically energized, upbeat individual, very much working on the edge of climate tech, Charlotte Connell. And then to bring the, clo- the season to a close, one of my collaborators, Janine Bailey, who is a very, very experienced coach, trainer, uh, coach sort of nurturer and she, like I, has been involved in the Climate Coaching Alliance for the last few years since the alliance really was sort of formed and brought together. And that's what lies ahead. Lots and lots, I hope, to look forward to. So just to wrap this episode up now, an invitation, an exciting one. <laughs> it's not without any trepidation that I've gone ahead and invited four of our previous guests to come together and join in a shared dialogue with open space breakout sessions so that you can interact directly with them and build an emergent dialogue directly in a live environment and the trepidation is just simply I don't know a lot about event management it's not something that I've done on many occasions and everybody tells me it's a lot of work so I'm diving in you know doing my best to create a novel experience for you to step into this world to meet as close as the virtual environment can provide with some of the amazing people who've been on the Better World Leaders journey with us and co-create something that I hope will be fairly magical. So invitation if you lead a household yourself your own business a corporate a not-for-profit, I mean, any organization of any kind or a community group, and you do so striving to co-create a better world. And if you are interested in climate change, decolonization or indigenization, futures, and particularly the way that stories inform what the futures become, and connection and resilience for mental health, then you are very much invited on the 28th of July from 11.30 to 12.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time to come and join Rebecca Huntley, Ben Bowen, Claire Marshall and Ronan McDomhale in an online forum which I will be hosting. Uh, We have around 60-odd people registered at this point in time as I record this in sort of mid-July and... I hope that'll increase even further between now and the 28th. So if any of that sounds like it might be of interest and, you know, participation is an invitation, right? You're very welcome to come and be and bring your energy and your questions and not directly interact. uh, But I have designed this so that it can be very interactive. Uh, So you can really step into dialogue with myself and with the guests as much as you would like to. Okay. So, that's it for today i hope this has been an interesting reflection i really do look forward to seeing 
at this point as many as 60 people on the day at the event, and maybe that might include you. Until then, and always, be well, lead well, and keep on co-creating our better world. As always, great thanks and appreciation to the team who contributed to bringing better world leaders to you. To Brendan Ward for production of all audio recordings and composition and performance of original music throughout each episode. To Cooper and the team at Radio Hub Studios for technical support and creative guidance during the episodes that are recorded face-to-face. To Knock Knock Studios for website design, hosting and advice and to Sarasa Design for logo and site graphics. You'll find audio and video recordings of this episode, as well as links to any specific recommendations or related resources that were mentioned today in the podcast area of 4iLeadership.com backslash insights. This is the Better World Leaders podcast, brought to you by 4i Leadership. world.